1: And welcome back once again to the Intrinsic Minds podcast alongside Ramon, as always. Um, yeah, today it's a very special near and dear topic of this series. We're going to be discussing Mercury as it is very personal for both of us. I mean, I know everybody's got Mercury in the chart somewhere, but um, I think we have a lot of influential aspects to us when it comes to the whole mercurial subject uh you being gemini and also having a virgo midheaven as well me virgo rising chart rulers mercury um yeah so what's going on how you doing
2: we're doing i know everyone out there it is june 21st the solstice yes i didn't realize that till this just this just uh, the second um wow so yeah uh we're, we're doing good i know that that uh schumann resonance thing is the is the topic of conversation for once it's not a conspiracy yeah. everyone on instagram i see is posting about the schumann resonance in uh, you know how these uh, ascension energies are are coming through and solar flares and stuff so uh that's that's been on my mind considering the weather down here in Florida has been erratic and crazy more than it usually is. And if anyone is from Florida, they know how insane a 15-minute storm can be. But it's been very bipolar. It's been very ridiculous. Uh, I, was, I got very angry yesterday that I couldn't use any of my electronics. Um, but yeah, you could um, you could sense the, uh, the energy shift. That was one of the biggest... Um, like I'm usually pretty skeptical on um, when someone's like, oh, the Lions Gate is opening and uh, the, uh, the you know the energy, there's going to be this 5D shift and all mm-hmm. that. Like I'm with all that and to a certain extent, but I have a threshold and yeah, these past few days uh, since Father's Day has been like, whoa, like definitely, mm-hmm. you know. Whether I'm
1: there's been a lot of measured proof, a lot of measured like actualized proof that we've been able to right. see with it and stuff of of just overall blasts of different frequencies and shit. <laughs> Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could see uh, the the dead giveaway for me was the weather, but it was also just other people, you know, like uh, and Mm -hmm. and me like I was I'm part of that. But like I I was watching other like aggravation, frustration. Uh, There's a a discomfort, uh, you know, all over the place. Like uh, it's just crazy. And uh, like I said, I usually am not on board with it, but this has been significant. I think we are in the middle of something. Pretty uh, intense at the moment, and uh, eat it up, you know, mm. eat it up, and and you know, uh, I guess embrace the whole process. And if anyone out there is interested, there is a Schumann resonance um, app you can get for like a dollar ninety nine on the app store, and you could watch. And like right now is like crazy; uh, it's it's spiking like like crazy. So yeah, it's very interesting. I'm very that's that that's definitely been on the mind
1: for sure. Yeah, definitely. But before we get even get into this um, mercurial talk that we're going to do be sure to hit that like button subscribe if you haven't already and stuff um yeah and hit up our instagram too We've got a lot of good little clips too if you need some reassurance of what you're getting into and stuff uh it's the underscore intrinsic underscore minds on instagram but yeah hit the like button follow us
2: yeah we, we actually me and jay were just talking about it we, we you know something's wonky about the uh the youtube algorithm i don't think we're that bad yeah Uh, some's a little (laughs) suspicious um yeah i mean it's you know it's it something's with it but uh yeah we could use any of the sharing or liking subscribe all that stuff uh and as we've promised you know we want to get better with everything we're doing and and the support greatly helps with that and Mm -hmm. we, we think we have a lot of value to give back to everybody um we we're looking to have guests and we're looking to expand the way we do things we've been talking about the website for a while but we really just haven't had the time and mm-hmm. there that's that's a process learning how to how to do the website stuff so um but that'll happen eventually as well so there's a lot to come and so with any support uh any trust that you give us um uh, you're in good hands and we appreciate anything at this point um so yeah and 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 the instagram uh yeah we I, I, you know, caught on to something that I kind of I feel like is a is a is a good thing, right? And mm-hmm. we you know we wanted to make intrinsic minds not only about us, but it's the intrinsic minds of others, right? So uh, we're putting up clips of ourselves, but we're putting up clips of people that we've learned from, what we find to be uh, some, from a good lecture that maybe you don't want to watch two hours, but we try and get, you know, uh, some nutrition from is from all the content we consume and then bring it to you guys as well. So a lot of that will consist of be consisting. Uh, you know of our content on the Instagram and, and TikTok and all of that as well. So yeah, give follow up and, and 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 give your faith, give your trust into the Mercurial Brothers here. That's right. So, so um yeah, where to begin? So today's Mercury. Uh, Mercury is the mind, right? Mm-hmm. So Mercury in the astrology chart is is the mind, and it is ruled by Gemini and Virgo, which is why Gio made the point that we are greatly impacted by the energy of mercury. And it is ironic that we both have these energies and that we're doing the podcast together and that we have that similar approach to, um, the unbiased, uh, perspective based outlook on everything where we don't want to really choose something in the belief, but we want to hear the perspective and we want to focus on how we're thinking opposed to what we're thinking, which is where, you know, that naturally came in as a little, uh, you know, uh, MO for us. And, uh, yeah, so Geo, let's let's start with you with the with the Mercury. So, in your studies of astrology and all of that, and mm-hmm. you you having Mercury Aries, how much of an impact has this planet made on your journey of self discovery?
1: Uh, I definitely think a major, significant impact, especially with you know, I've spoke about in the past episodes the whole. You know, feeling like ever since I was little, feeling like I was like very vivid thinker and a lot of different imaginations. Yes, I know that's a contribute a lot to the Pisces moon and stuff, too. But um constantly always these thoughts and and really, you know, wanting to be quick minded with things and put things together in a certain way. Another thing also, which we'll get into about how that has to deal with Mercury and stuff in a sort of way is um is I remember when I was little, I always had a fascination with taking things apart and putting them back together, um, and that is a very mercurial thing in a way. As uh, is, is is to break things apart and being able to see all the workings of something, and then you know being able to follow those steps back. To putting those things together you know so it's a very it's very virgo-esque too but it's just the, the fact of the intellectual part of the mind so um it's helped me be able to understand a little bit more uh, about maybe some of my erratic thinking or um the overthinking how to kind of you know cure that or what I need for some sort of stimulation of thinking what's going to actually stimulate my mind and how I can convert that into some sort of productivity or energy in some sort of way. So, yeah, that's just that's just a very short example of kind of how that's come into play for me. What about you? Yeah. So, well, and immediately
2: what comes to mind is the elements and the difference of elements that if you just even know the element of your Mercury sign Mm -hmm. uh, is it could change Uh, everything on how you process uh, compared to the person next to you. But for example, Geo having the the fire element as a, as his Mercury being Aries and mine in Taurus, which is more, it's earth. So it's more like, I I like groundedness, stability, but you know, with, with the Mercury placement in the chart, you know, you're going to find your mind works best in a specific environment and in a specific type of vibe uh, energy that, you know uh, feeds that element right so what feeds fire is the erratic it is the impulsive it is the uh, the jumping into things where on my end having mercury Taurus is I like to have a plan I like to be grounded there needs to be some sort of stability there Uh, I need to be able to see ahead so I could stay fixed in my thinking and then and then trudge forward where geo is gonna light the fire geo is gonna spark a conversation great Aries word so yeah, that was uh, for me, that was the most significant thing about it is, you know, because it's a personal planet. It's the next thing following the sun and moon. And it is the intellect and how you're going to process things on the thought uh, uh, thought frequency. So, yeah, uh, I, I've learned a lot personally from being a Gemini and supposed to be this agile thinker. And if anyone's been listening, they know I could speak fast. I can be a little agile off the top. and when I get in those grooves, that's great. But having the Mercury Taurus throws a little, you know, it's a, it's a, it, it's a big piece of the puzzle for me because it's like, yeah, but I do like to take my time. I do like to have things in place. I do like to write things in order. I like the bullet point stuff. You know, I don't have this immediate, like, I feel like when people think of the Gemini or Gemini, so like, oh, here we go. It's going to be all over the place. He's going to talk shit. He's going to be two faced. He's going to just blabber, you know, but having the Mercury and Taurus, has been actually a blessing to me once I figured out Mm -hmm. and the beauty of knowing your chart, right? Once I figured out that piece of the puzzle for myself, Oh, so my, that Gemini is going to work great. But if I have that groundedness in my thinking, if I have that preparedness, if I know that there's going to be substance to something I'm doing, whether it's a project or a conversation and I have Gemini in the seventh house. So even in my partnerships, if I could see that there's a future and there's stability with that, that, you know, since Gemini is ruled by Mercury, that you know my son answers to that mercury so that's definitely been a pivotal thing for me as well by learning this aspect uh of my of my chart so yeah um geo you did say that you uh you had some stuff on mercury and the myth we we could start Mm -hmm. there on the archetype and what it means Mm -hmm. uh in in more of this imaginative and storytelling type mm-hmm. of way or like what just what the archetype represents
1: yeah so um uh, most most people know but we're gonna just go through it just so everybody kind of you know so we make sure we get so a lot of the basics too out of the way and stuff too but sure. mercury is also yeah. known as the messenger of the gods it's the god mercury in roman mythology uh hermes in greek mythology you know the thrice great hermes uh you know even an egyptian thoth um, which was the teacher of wisdom and science um, also could be known as Tahuti as well. Um, as far as in astrologically, like we said, it's domicile. its home is Gemini also shared with Virgo and stuff, but also Virgo can be its exaltation um, and its detriment would be Sagittarius. I like that. Yeah, I, that's what that's, I think it's, it's interchangeable. Very, that's a very Gemini ish thing. Interchangeability, but um, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it gets the
2: best out of Virgo. Yeah.
1: So that, that, that would make sense. And then it's detriment would be Sagittarius where it's fall would be Pisces. Mm -hmm. Um, but something as far as the whole, um, as far as the whole, uh, you know, more ancient mythological side of Mercury. Um, when we look at it, I'm pretty sure, I think this is from, I'm going to read this. I think it's from the, 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 Emerald tablet actually. And when it says about, Uh, mercury but in it's many contexts is is uh, he was a messenger to whom egypt gave the name of thoth to whom greece later gave that of hermes rome that of mercury he clothed his message in the symbology of light he taught that the higher self is one the person in the sun and that all selves are rays of that sun behind the sun the same idea was carried by hermes to egypt but the symbology was that of light For he said that the light dwells in heaven and yet finds its home in every heart of man. That light in the heaven above us is identical within light in the heart within us. And that when once once men have seen the light in their own hearts, then they can look abroad and see it everywhere in heaven and earth. The message was still the ancient teaching, but in the new form, the message spoke of light, where in the earlier time it had spoken of the sun. So we can see that, mercury can be expressed as the conscious mind it's logical and, and rational uh it demonstrates how we communicate and think process information how we solve problems and also the archetype of the messenger like i said so it's the it's that what that's even saying is that it's the mediator of the uh, between spirit and matter um so therefore mercury refers to our mental and intellectual activities um, and it also illustrates, and especially when you go into a lot of mythologies and you really kind of break it down allegoric, uh, allegorically, it really is the planet that illustrates our, our self-awareness. Um, and it's that whole, in, it's that whole intellect, intellectualization of the, div- into human awareness, which can then lead to the materialization or the manifestation of things into form, um, yeah i'll i'll leave it at there as well too but there is there is other um references to mercury as other types of deities and different in different cultures and it's crazy how they all are very similar
2: yeah right yeah the archetype gets just gets like any other even the jesus archetype being mm-hmm. the sun and all that it, they, you could see the story play over and over again and it becomes if you if you read about these archetypes and these and these stories and all that these mythologies you start to it's why it's a great thing to study the myths, because you're getting you're feeding the, you know, imaginative mind. You're getting imagery from all of these all of these beings and stuff like that. And you're learning what they, you know, their character. And then it's kind of like when you're watching your favorite movie and you have your favorite characters, you take note of what that the tendencies and what those characters do and what their job was and who they were with and what da-da-da, their whole story. And then you, you know, there's something about that with memory, right? Like you tap into like feeling into a character and so when you learn these mythologies and characters based on the astrological interpretation side of it all you have that ability to tap into those things so it feeds the bank of imagination and uh you know thinking in that way to interpret uh any of the astrology and all of that which that's why archetypal study is definitely a key thing for um digesting astrological content Mm. so and you had said um uh, and I'd read this recent, but the intellect, right? Like Mercury is the measure of the intellect, but it is not the measure of the intellect, I believe, because you can't measure intelligence, say, by a Mercury sign. That would be very kindergarten mm-hmm. astrology, right? You don't want to measure intelligence by it, but it's how the intelligence is actually expressed. It's, it's, what, it's where the intelligence is going to be placed. Where are the strengths are? What, what type of learning style does that person have? what type of topics and study, what area of life is that mercurial energy going to be brought into? So if you can really hone in on any chart of anybody, whether it's yourself or someone else and you're reading for someone else, you could look at the house and the sign and you can't tell how smart they are by looking at that. You can say, oh, Mercury and Pisces, they must be... Uh, you know, Gonski, right? They're just stuck in their imagination. They can't remember facts. They can't this, but uh, they can't remember this. But they, but uh, Santos Bonacci has Mercury mm-hmm. and Pisces. And he is one of the greatest teachers of syncretism and astrology out there. And when you listen to one of his lectures, you would never. The only time you could kind of guess where he has a Mercury Aries is you could see him drift. I've noticed that. Like he gets like very, um, He there's emotion to his teaching and all of that, but he still remembers the facts and all of that. So it's the intelligence factor isn't measured by the Mercury, but it is colored in by where Mercury is in the chart and where it is in the house. And so that's where I would say you have more so tendencies of intelligence um, in specific areas and all of that too. So on the other end of it, uh, you had said there's other mythologies. You have the story of Dante, mm-hmm. right? Alliguerre, right? And that's the story in Persephone, right? And and Dante being a Gemini, Right is his whole story is that he goes into the underworld. And I feel like with that whole story, allegorically, you know, we go into the underworld of our emotions and we can go find our true, the female representing the desire and emotional um, feeling at home in the emotions and, and, and getting the princess out of the cave, right? Like just, and, and symbolize that as, as you're going to find who you truly are and what you truly desire by going out down into the underworld and rescuing your own desires from the pit of negative emotion and evil mm-hmm. and all of that. So that's another one yeah. that I
1: felt allegorically really played in well with the Gemini and, uh, and, and that, and that literally is even in the story of the mythology of Hermes, where um, Hermes is in, is employed by his father which is father zeus and his his mother is maya um who maya is the, the the daughter of atlas um but where he's employed to go and um and actually go slay the many-eyed the many-eyed giant uh which what the hell was his name the giant the giant hippolytus right uh, which this was the, 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 with the cap of darkness and that it's that giant. But the thing is, is the way he had done it, right? Was that, cause also he was known as, that's the other thing about Hermes was known as the Joker, or the jester, or the trickster, right? Very trickster type energy, right? But also the magician on top of it. So a way that it was done in, in that story was, um, he had fashioned and created the lyre, right? The, the instrument and the way he formed his strings was uh, with, uh, he made seven strings out of the, out of the, um, I think it was the cows, the cows intestine or something like that. Seven, seven, seven strings. strings that's the way to go. So seven strings, right? Creates that. And he starts to perform the music and the giant loved the music starts dancing and everything and stuff. Tells him to play it louder um, so that he but cuz he starts kind of like nodding off and going to sleep until he finally you know the giant nods off while he's playing this music falls asleep pulls out his golden sword cuts his head off or whatever and stuff and goes about everything kills the giant but that story what it's really when you really go deeper into what is a representation is is about the fact of uh find, finding that inner that inner that inner desire to 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 transmute all those things. The giant represents the actual, um you know, the the more erratic side of ourselves, the animalistic side of ourselves too. But also can be, you know, even the emotional side of ourselves, and to come out to it. And he slays that to proceed back upward. Not only that, the symbolism of the seven strings with the lyre and stuff, and the harmonics of it. It's just seven chakras as well that it's come that's coming through, or the seven spheres, like. This this is what is being written in those mythologies, and this is kind of the way you have to kind of like go into and see in them, rather than just some sort of bullshit fictional story or even literal stories in that sort of sense. Yeah, something something Hollywood could turn into yeah, money. Exactly. Right. Um, but there's many many other things about him with the stealing of the cow and all these things, and and you know, th- having that trickster energy, which always representative of his ability to kind of commerce, communicate and everything, but overcoming, overcoming the desires and stuff and understanding how to bring them forth in a way that was going to be more productive and useful and stuff, so, and, and sort of way. And the other thing with Mercury is, you know, we also know it to be as part of commerce. And when you Merck, merchant, you get that type of linguistic when it comes to it as well. Mm. Um, and... And it's that communication. Yeah. Get murked. It's funny. When I, when I saw something about that, I was actually thinking of the whole murk thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, and as far as like, I also see it, it, it's, it's also that part in the body that has to deal with, you know, you know, being that it's communication, you know, short travel, day-to-day stuff as well. Commerce, like we said, dualism, mutability, change in life, thinking, etheric, um, Neuro neurological type stuff writing, but it's also the hormones, right? Hormones. What are hormones in the body? Is are the messengers of the body as well, mm-hmm. and it's that original technology that it's it's the process of which is going to help transmute things. That's why it's the the the, the messenger god because it's going to you know come into this way of going through your nerves, right, and uh, the hormones and releasing certain messages of telling certain parts of the body of how to function and what to do as well. And this is how we represent that. So when, even when you're looking at your chart too, you can see a lot of the mental faculties in that way, or even neurological disorders or, you know, mental, mental stuff. And, you know, that sort of set sense and shit, but, you know, we'll get into that.
2: Yeah. And you know what, uh, I don't know if I'm putting something together here. That's it's not an original thought because everything's been thought of already, but you say hormones, which can also be etymolo- etym- etymologically compared to horm- hormones, harmonies. Yeah. Right? And the way we deliver a message, and if you think Taurus, Taurus is Venus, which is music, which is harmony. So combining, and it's also the, uh, what is it? The cerebellum, right? Cerebellum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which has a lot to do with that and the thyroid, Taurus will in the thyroid. So it's like the way we're, coloring in the message the harmony of the message the hormones are coloring in the message that the body's giving right Mm -hmm. so that you could see it in that way where you know you have the interplay of of, of taurus and gemini uh since they're Mm -hmm. you know they follow each other and all of that and gemini is the actual words we communicate where the taurus is the earthy uh expression or like how we can actually communicate and, Mm -hmm. and where it's coming from so you could see that, and, and the key word I think within everything you just said between the short travel, the uh, communication, um, commerce, it's exchange. Mm-hmm. That's what Mercury is, right? It's there has to be some form of exchange, and mm-hmm. in the difference, say within Gemini and Virgo, the exchange is Gemini wants to just exchange. It just wants to. It wants to get. It's, it's it wants to move around and it wants to just exchange. No, for all perspectives, everything. This I'm just interested. I want to dabble. Where Virgo's like, well, no, 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 no. Because it's an earth sign, so like, what's valuable here? Well, you know, what's what's meaningful? Where's where's the substance at? I need to assimilate something. I can't just, you know, if Gemini ruled the gut instead of Virgo, we would be packing in everything that we can, from the sugar, from the this, from the that, and all that. And you might, your body might do that already, but Virgo ruling that area is in that mercurial part, is it's going, oh, okay, here's an exchange. We're turning this into that. I'm taking this to give to that what's valuable where's the where's the substance at i mm-hmm. i want the nutrition from this so that there there gives a good imagery of the difference of virgo or gemini uh and and you know there's no um more importance. they they're all they're just as important as each other you know you need the gemini to go in and try and be as curious as possible to go pick out the things and communicate with everyone that it can and and all of that where Virgo's like okay so how do we make this useful how do we you know what in what practical way can we apply this specific thing being exchanged, whether it is, you know, the travel or whether it is commerce or whatever. So the interplay of, the, of these two signs, you could see the difference, but the, the uh, equal importance of it all so yeah that was uh, the hormones thing that was that's that's funny yeah. i don't know where i heard the harmony comparison well, I but mean, i've heard that from someone else you
1: could even see that represented through the story of uh, of of hermes and stuff and not only that hermes hormones you know but also yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah the harmonies of the body and stuff that that's you know that it, you know it also mercury is also a ruling of that geometric patterning and and that type of arithmetic and everything as well too mm. and and alchemy in a sense and it's like, but it's also represented like what you just said of you know those the the harmonies of the body structures, you know, harmony, music. He is known, you know, Hermes was known as, you know, the creator of the lyre, the seven strings. Those seven parts are the seven major parts of the body and stuff where the seven chakras make up those areas, which you can do those through those main glands, the pituitary, the 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 thyroid and stuff. Like solar plexus, yeah. Yeah. Those they're all major gland areas where those are the receptive areas. But in between that, what's traveling back and forth are the hormones, which are the messages as well too. So Mercury acts as that bridge of, of some sort of information being brought forward. So we can take that into a more spiritual context as well. Yes, we could take it on a very intellectual way too as well, but there is um, a way to alchemize the understanding of Mercury with understanding maybe more so of that higher, higher echelon of hierarchies when it comes to the, you know, more astral spiritual energies that come into play and how we kind of, how we even take them and how we transmute them. And then like you even said, where you look at your birth chart, it's going to, you know, it's not necessarily saying that this is, you know, this is what it is and stuff. No, but it's how you're going to, process those things how you're going to intellectualize in a sort of way and stuff and and intellectualize the the overall intellect it's not it's not overall intellect but it is going to be how you it's
2: it's your processor it's it's how you're processing it all right it's how you're gonna learn it's how you're gonna study but it's also how you're gonna speak about it right and it's gonna be your thought process right so and and in that sense you can't measure the intelligence from that but you can give it the tendency of this is what this person is going to be intelligent within this is going to be where they belong right so and that's where I, I feel like you know cookie cutter astrology that's why I emphasized last week um, I put a nice clip up on our Instagram about it explaining the importance of knowing the whole story of the chart and within this part of the story you're looking at you know how the mind is going to is is going to assist the ascendant and the sun sign to work pro- you know it has to work properly that that specific cog in the machine has to be in a certain space for it to be intelligent you know if you uh, you know what's a good quote for this uh the uh what's the uh what is it a chinese proverb or whatever it's like um everyone's or is i think it might have even been albert einstein it was a quote to specifically to like um if everything is a genius but if you put if you try to tell a fish to climb a tree it's no mm. longer like it's At that point, it's helpless and stupid, right? Or it can't, it's unable to do it. So it's like in this aspect, like of the astrology chart and where your Mercury can be placed or wherever it is in the sky at all times, is it has its place. You know, the fish needs to be in the water. The monkey needs to be in the tree. Mm -hmm. So on top of all this, and I'm gonna eventually probably grab my book of it, but um, when you're thinking about this specific sign and you're thinking about any relationships that you have and all of that, a great idea and i really want to make this a statement is like people look at sun signs and say oh i don't i don't interact with them or oh i should be great like this and that like this is a good planet because it does have to do with partnerships and community and remember exchange Mm -hmm. interplay and all of that moving back and forth going in going out this is a great planet to look at if you have partnerships with somebody and to see how they think and how they communicate and what their style is. And that if you ever had communication issues, this is an awesome uh, part of the astrology chart. Uh, I, I needed to throw that in because I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, you know, because my mom's Aquarius, you know, I'm a Taurus, a, a mm-hmm. square. You know, Mercury, Aquarius and Mercury, Taurus are not. I like that stability. She's a er- Talk about erratic. It's That puts it's Aries on steroids. Yeah. Um, and they're and it's fixed, right? It's not cardinal, so it's like, my mom can be very fixed in her thinking, but in, on the, in the other aspect, it's it's still erratic. She could change her thought process by the day, because Uranus is spont- spontaneity. Um, so yeah, look at the Mercury sign also for because it rules communication in your partnerships and see how it is and who you're dealing with, whether it's family members or an intimate partner or a podcast partner or anybody mm-hmm. means you have pretty solidly different mercuries but when you learn the other person's mercury sign you can really build a health mm-hmm. uh, healthy way of communicating
1: yeah it definitely does it, it when you look at those certain placements of of mercury and stuff and 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 see them in this way you really can start to kind of have that communication breakdown um you know where where, where you could break down maybe what is needed and what's not and stuff too because you know with certain mercury placements there's the tendency toward you know like overly rational rational or one-sided uh points of views and and like like also the like with something we were just talking about earlier the mind being separated from human emotions or or there's there could be like a nervous stimulation you know excessive talking or something in that sort of sense like so you know being able to see these things and then knowing how to kind of like strengthen or take back a little bit from other areas of your chart or knowing who you're even speaking to and how you're speaking to them. And then what, what or communicate, I wanted to say just speaking, but communicating with them in a certain manner, you can learn how to have more productive uh, exchanges and communications and stuff like that. And we all, we all want that, especially if there's, if it is a business dealing, especially if it is an intimate relationship that you're in, you know, maybe you're wondering why fucking you and your significant other constantly button heads and everything and stuff too. And it's like, well, take a look at what their mercury placement is. Take a look at what yours is and and everything. Maybe what's aspecting. And then you could kind of start to see where, you know, um, you know, I mean, I, I I could say this about me and you and stuff too, but it's funny because even me and my girlfriend, she has mercury in Taurus, right? She's a Gemini, right? She's born in the same day. Ray is, you know, different years, but, um, yeah, Wait, it's seven
2: just, seven years apart. Right?
1: Seven years, right? Yeah, she's 96 Ninety-seven. She's ninety-six. So six. Ninety-six years. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Like I mean, it's like whereas you know, and then and then this is what's funny. How you see the whole chart play into 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 fact too is because like for example, with that is she's you know I'm a Virgo rising ruled by Mercury. So is she ruled by Mercury? Or Mercury, then you go to look at it, it's in Taurus. Mine is in Aries. Where I kind of do like to have the uh, you know, kind of go with the flow, you know, impulsive, you know, whim type of thing, keep keep the energy yeah, going. Freedom. That I combustion. Feel like Aries,
2: yeah. Th- that energy wants a freedom and conversation.
1: Yeah. That's like it, it like wants to keep that combust spontaneity of energy and stuff like that yeah, too, and free thinking in that mm-hmm. in that sort of way and wants to kind of go off that. Whereas for her, it is more hold on. This needs to make sense. This needs to make be stable. This needs to be rationalized. Uh I, you know, I got I gotta be able to see out. I gotta be able to see it out the detail and stuff like that. It's gotta be organized in a sort of way. Cause that's also how she's expressing it, right? To the Virgo, right? It also is very in tune with her emotions, being a Virgo moon. So this is just a small example. I'm not gonna go through me and her's chart and stuff like that too, but I know you can attest to it as well, being that you are Mercury and Taurus as well.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, and I and I noticed that anybody that I've, you know, after I got big into studying natal charts and all of that oh. is that, that, yeah, the moon, all that stuff, it, it just all plays together. Right. And the way that your Mercury's are, the communication is one of the biggest things in relationships. So if you could... If you can really pin down how your partner or anybody that you're friends with or whatever is, you know, their communication style, by you having this knowledge and the awareness of that, you're going to be able to basically just integrate a such such a healthy interaction with that person at all times when you know they get in their certain moods or whatever. That's the moon, right? You look at the moon, you go, like, oh, well, the moods and all that. But their thought process, you know, like I'm not going to touch uh, with a 10-foot pole an Aquarius... Mercury and moon, but when they're in a mood or they're in like a, they're on like a thought track, there ain't no changing it. Right. But with someone with like Mercury and Pisces, all I could do is maybe sing them a song or put on their favorite music or, you know, get them in their feely, like or watch a movie with that person or whatever. And you're going to have that ability to, or, or, or give them the, the space and not tell them like allow them to, you know, like any water sign you want to give them space, any air sign. Well, it's going to be like a hurricane if it, or like a tornado. So you want to get out of the way, you know, like you don't really want a, a fire sign, kind of the same thing. They'll burn you down, right? Earth, make them feel stable. Make them feel grounded. Uh, give them something practical to do. Mm-hmm. Any Mercury, say, and, and maybe your, your girlfriend can attest to this, is any Earth Mercury sign, maybe she does this, is they need to like clean or they mm-hmm. need to organize yeah. or they need to put something together or do something practical. Get back to simplicity, where I feel like, you know, say a fire sign is they got to go do something yeah. or they got to, uh, you know, they got to like use their body or, you know, you have their mind be stimulated and and want to have fun, I guess. Right. Because that's yeah. fun is fire. Um, you know, and then the water sign, you know, I and I've watched this happen. I have a brother who has a, a water mercury and all of that. They're the type that go let them sit in their room. Hmm. Let the water's calm you know you're not gonna you know uh, alan watts right one of his famous quotes is you know if if you got crazy turbulent waters you you can't just you know smooth it over with a flat iron Mm -hmm. the only way water calms itself is if the only way it will calm down is if it calms itself right so so now you see like you see these the elements and i know for me as soon as I'm in a mood or I'm all over the place, you know, the Gemini energy is overridden the, the, Taurus or someone has me overstimulated and stuff like that. I get back to simplicity. I clean my room. I organize something on my computer. I play guitar, you know, Gemini, right? I use my hands and I, I do something practical. I write a journal. That's going to make me feel mm. amazing uh, uh, opposed to maybe trying to go have fun when I'm in a, you know, erratic mindset.
1: Yeah i definitely i definitely see that whole thing too with like the whole mercury water where they may be more so inclined to go towards you know things like poetry or you know get 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 lost in the mind in those sorts of ways too yes it could be with very it could be very mindless fantasy type stuff too as well and and that has a negative side of it as well just as the same thing where it's like you know mercury fire can you know You know, that whole wanting to have fun and got to be doing something and stuff, too, that can create very ADHD type energy or very anxious type energy where, you know, it's it leads Mm -hmm. to procrastination, too, on top of it and stuff, because you start one thing, it's no longer stimulating. You want to go move on to the next thing. So you're not really completing your tasks in that sort of sense. So you got to you got to see the pros and cons of of both sides. But even just to start with it by looking, like you said, elementally, like think about those things and rationalize those in a sort of sense of understanding the, the, the qualities and the properties of the elements.
2: You'll make triple the progress knowing elements mm-hmm. more than just trying to study each sign mm-hmm. and read and whatever. If you know, and then if you know the modalities too, meaning cardinal fixed or yeah. mutable, you know, cause they kind of play into the elemental thing, right? Like I always felt like cardinal was very fire mm-hmm. and fixed is very earth. Mutable is very air, right? And water is whatever, you know, uh, but like if you wanted to look at it that way, you can, but if you combine mm-hmm. those things and that's, and that's the puzzle of astrology, right? You're taking layers. You're trying to take the elements, the modalities, the signs, the planets and the houses, and then the aspects. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're trying to do. And so within the realm of communication and Mercury and all of that, that's what you need to look at. You know, you look at the elements, look at the modality. Um, and it, the aspects are huge in the relationship part of it. Like the actual, like, so how does like mine and me and Geo have a semi sextile Uh, To our Mercury. So that's it could work, but with work, Mm -hmm. it's not something that just happens, but it's definitely doable where like an opposition, like let's say someone has a Mercury Pisces and other person has Mercury Virgo. Well, this Virgo wants to get to the point, wants the facts wants to know where, you know, like, let's say making plans, they're making plans, right? Mm -hmm. Virgo wants to know where we're going, what time, when, and why, and can it fit in the schedule Or Pisces like, let's just enjoy it. Like, who cares? Like, who cares if we have to pay the bills next week? Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to go out in nature and listen to music and just hold hands with you and all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so with that opposition, you might have that. But if, if, if you were, if you're in a partnership with those aspects and you want to make it work, and all the other parts of the charts are, you know, they, they work together into some extent. Well, then you now know that, okay, here's a challenge part of our partnership. And that's now that we have the elements and we have the signs and all of that, you know, we have the water and then the earth, then yeah, you can make them work. And, and that's opposition would probably be easier to deal with because that's like a seesaw opposed yeah. to like, say, a square where it's like, no, this is conflict like a uh, Pisces and a Gemini, right? Pisces wants free flowing and be emotion. They want to bring the spiritual thing and all of that. And Gemini like, I'm bored already. Let's uh, okay. Like onto the next day. Let's keep it going. Like, like, I don't want to fall into the ocean of nothingness. Let's get somewhere with it. But like, so let's, let's be stimulating. Let's have a conversation. Like, let's not just stick to this thing because you feel this way about it. Right? Like that'd be that square.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. have it's yeah. got to have some sort of ground to it and some sort of stability in that sort of sense. Like even for me and you like if say our, you know, we have the same same mercurial placements and stuff like that, but say, you know, I had uh, i say I was a, you know, fire sign for for my ascendant or fire sun and stuff like that, I think it'd be a it would be a lot more a lot more difficult, you know, in that sort of sense because there would be right not as much energy in my chart to kind of help ground me down in that sort of sense. You know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a small aspect of it and everything too, but, um, that where that can become overwhelming.
2: Yeah. They give it, they give a visual though. If I, if I have, a, if we have, uh, say an earth mercury, we would just use mine and like you have the ascendant. That's fire. Fire burns earth. Mm-hmm. Right. So you you could, maybe with your sporadic and impulsive and outgoing, whatever I, that ruins my stability that ruins mm-hmm. that, that burns the earth down. And, yeah. and, and, but the, the, on the, positive end that could help it transmute, you know, volcano, mm-hmm. right. Make something explode, bursts into whatever, right. The earth gets all blown apart and then it creates something new from that too. So there, it's another thing to emphasize. There's yeah. no bad, good and bad don't exist in the science, right? Mm-hmm. It's not meant for that. It's meant to see what's a challenge, what could be transmuted, what could be transformed and what can grow and what needs to go. What needs to be thrown in the trash, what needs to be let go of, right? So what can change and what can be let let go. That's a big astrology hmm. thing,
1: right? And Mercury is a end. great representation right. of that because it is hermetic. It is that balance of being both. Right. It takes on the property yeah. of masculine and feminine depending on say in an environment not necessarily like external environment in that way it doesn't necessarily mean that it does but it's not just that i think but, your
2: relationship to the environment
1: yeah exactly so like it can be whatever it needs to be in that sort of way it, it's the hermaphrodite right hermes and aphrodite like you've said before and stuff too you know yep. which that would actually be if anything a mercury and taurus type placement where you have mercury right hermes in the sign of Aphrodite, Venus. And, and so get this too. And then within the Mercury sign, you have the Taurus,
2: you at the top yes. and you have the Venus at the bottom too. Yeah. So you have and, the masculine circle and, and you know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the interplay of those hmm. things. And that's what makes a, a, Mer, a any Mercury sign or mercurial person neutral. And that's why a Gemini or any, you know, maybe not so much a Virgo, but a Gemini could be everyone's best friend. Because he could hang out in every chart. Mercury could go into any realm and say, hey, what what data do I need to collect from here? And then when he brings it home to check out the data, that's the Virgo part.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that, it's funny that you said that about the whole thing with the glyph because before when you were saying about the story of Persephone and going into the underworld too, it's like there is a, when you look at the glyph of Mercury's as well, It there is a very similar aspect when it comes to even the glyph of Pluto in that sort of sense too, but and and why also you know yes we know hermes is being the messenger and you know this whole thing but but Mer- mercury was also very much in tune with the um um with the 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 cults the the cults of i think i'm saying it wrong but but whatever the cults of of dionysus as well where a lot of it was mm-hmm. representative right. of, of fertility and stuff too the way it was this exchange but once again that's the other thing it's this exchange so that pluto connection too of even life and death or death and rebirth in that sort of sense and this fertility thing there is an exchange there's an exchange of the fluids there's an exchange of the minds there's an exchange of resources as well and stuff too um but there is also this depth of what needs to happen what needs to come into play where it's stuff going on below the surface where it's very which is very plutonic in a sort of sense um so yeah, you can see that there's a lot encompassing within the mercurial principles that we're talking about with this.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny too, uh, maybe a little sidebar, a little like something I call it, but it's funny that the instrument that he used was the liar, And mm-hmm. Geminis are known to be the uh, skewing mm-hmm. archetype of information yeah, the and trickster. the salesman. The, yeah, <laughs> the trickster. And he played the liar. How funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's and it, the the seven string It's So funny too. Cause yeah. I'm Gemini I use my hands. I play a seven string guitar and I always felt like that's the the right number as well. Cause mm-hmm. the number of chakras, the number of days of the week, it just, it made so much sense, but yeah. So then, and, and see, and as we go on with these, uh, archetypes and the planets and all of that. And like we said, we're going through the whole thing with astrology, right? We want to go into not only the planets, but the, the houses and the signs, and we're going to continue doing this. Um, It is this science of not only puzzles, but it's also of how to stack and how to integrate different pieces and put them together. And that is Mercury. That is Hermes. Hermes wants to take things and make them uh, work. And uh, it's funny because Aquarius is known for that too. And Uranus is known as the higher octave Mm -hmm. of Mercury, right? Like he wants to take the... Uh, I don't know if indisputable or or in, uh, what would be the word where they, you know, like two things, like the duality, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, they're, they're two dual things, right? They, 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 things that do not work together, right? Black is black, white is white, but it's that merging of the two exact opposites that do not work together to make them work together. Mm-hmm. The paradox, right? So that's the higher mind, that's the higher thinking, that's Uranus, which is the higher octave of Mercury. But Mercury's job is, To collect all that data, go into the underworld, go into the underworld of the emotions of the subconscious and then bring it up to the higher mind, Mm -hmm. bring it up to the higher realm, bringing it up to the thought process, bringing in, bringing it into the conscious mind and then learning how to assimilate Virgo, all of that stuff to make it something of for growth or for use, uh, something of value and all of that to bring it down to earth. So to bring go back good. So to go all the way down, go all the way in, and bring it all the way up, and then when you go all the way up, you bring it down to transmute it back into the earth, and that's the beauty of al and alchemy. Right, fell right into that one. So and that's there you go. There's the there's the process of alchemy.
1: And think about even Uranus in that sort of way too, where it also is represented as as destabilizing in in a sort of sense. Well, I think that and it's saying the same thing as being the higher octave of Mercury as well. Whereas Mercury maybe isn't as a destabil as destabilizing of a factor as you know Uranus would be. You could even look at it in sort of the sense of what was said earlier, where it's like Mercury is closest to the Sun and stuff, and it has has more of that light and that information, more immediate in access. It's very quick in that sort of sense. Whereas Uranus, farther away, does not have that immediate access or that same that same. Um, um, uh, exposure in to to the light so that can contribute to more of that destabilizing factor whereas mercury has it so it's not as destabilizing right but that's once again it's it's the going further away from the process right um you know that's the same way where you can over intellectualize things as well too you know if there is no stability process there's no rationality uh, uh, to it as well you know and I I also think too like in tune with that as well as that Mercury has to deal with, you know, um, in- instincts too on a neurological level, where we can kind of transmute those, like those the more immediate instincts that we have, um, but through our just our senses in that sort of way, um, that's how we kind of analyze things. But your Mercury placement can show, you know, the craving for uh, where you kind of crave mental stimulation. Or your even what your tolerance may be, um, or 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 the certain high level of consciousness that you have the potential to access, you know. And it's that's where it's like it's that realistic, logical inner thinking, or that voice that you have that gives it to you straight, and that you sometimes most likely try to fight that. You know, that's where I also sometimes kind of see um, that higher self of what Mercury may be you know where rather than rather than you know it's like we just kind of like we thought this but it's like did you really think it or was that more of like a, a, an emotional reaction and stuff too whereas yeah you know mm. the actual thought and the knowing right then and there before you process it emotionally and off a of feeling and stuff like that that's what you know the, the initial process is what mercury the mercury placement is
2: Yeah. And to use my own chart as an example, you know, I have Mercury in Taurus and it it isn't basically almost a partile uh, sextile to my moon. So my moon sign being in cancer, um, I have a real easy way to tap into those emotions and observe them. Right. So I've been given the gift sextile, but I have to work for it. It's not just a given thing, but like over time I've developed a way to analyze my inner world and and not just be the thinker, but we, to be the watcher of the thinker, to be the watcher of the emotions. And when I have, say, an emotional outburst or, you know, I get in a mood or whatever, I do have Mercury and Taurus going, you know, is what's the value in feeling this way? Why are you feeling this way? You know, and to be able to watch, some people don't maybe have that, right? Maybe they have Mercury in, um, you know, maybe it's opposing their moon. So their moon and their Mercury are battling the intellect and the emotional body are at war or you have to seesaw those things. And that's because I love the way of seeing an opposition is it's just a seesaw or it's mm-hmm. a tug of, tug of war. Right. And that's, and that's how you want to kind of see the archetype in your chart is. So how is that any, any of the mercurial stuff interplaying with even just say the moon or the sun and all of that, but it is the way that you're going to use that inner voice or how it's going to use you. Um, And on the other end, I feel like with, say, and I said I was going to use my own chart. Well, I have Mercury, Trine, Uranus, and I feel like that's the higher mind and the lower mind talking all the time. So sometimes I'll even rewatch these podcasts. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't believe I even thought that. And I think that would be that Uranus aspect of almost like a form of channeling. Now, I'm not a woo-woo channeler person. You know, I'm not going to bring out Bashar and start... (laughs) but I do feel like at times we all do it. I've watched anytime I watch a podcast, I see that higher mind thing in people where you could see that they're not thinking. You could call it channeling. You can call it freestyling. You can call it just whatever. It's just, they're getting the message. Like something is bringing them the message. And I feel like Uranus would be that ability. And like I, how I have it in my chart at times I'm just, I speak and shit just comes Mm -hmm. like, it just like all of a sudden I get on a rhythm and bam. And there's that higher mind coming through um, where it, like in anybody else's chart, you know, in your chart, you have Mercury Aries. You also have in the house of uh, partnerships and all of that. I feel like a lot of your thought process can be assisted, just like my mm-hmm. son in the seventh house can be assisted with almost the ping pong match mm-hmm. of your partnership, you know, your communication with the people you spend time with or you work with. So it's how, how that inner voice plays out usually is once again, how you've, you know, you've, you located it in the chart and how you've also had it, aspected with other planets and then on the other end with sinistry and how you're, how
1: it's interacting with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole thing of even like you were saying, like that's the same thing that that's that whole getting into the zone, you know? So flow like, state. yeah, the flow state just being, just being there. That's that face that you see when you see musicians just fucking rocking out and shit. Oh yeah.
2: Flow state uh, basketball yeah. players. But um, yeah, I think on that note, we've been trying to keep these to a certain length, right? And I think, I don't think I have much more uh, that I'd want to, you know, for, for anyone who is out there who's just getting into astrology, we're trying to make these, um the ability for anyone who's advanced or just a beginner to see where two guys are at in the middle of the pack. Because I do consider us very in the middle of the pack astrologers. Um, Mm -hmm. on this topic where we know what we're talking about. We've studied all this time. And we just, like for me, I'll speak for myself. I just need more clients or more people to do it for, or I need to just do it more itself. And I'm practicing on my own. And eventually I know that I'll be doing readings. I'm sure Gio eventually wants to do readings himself too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's we want to make these episodes as digestible, but as simple as possible. But at the same time, where even people who have been studying this stuff for a long time Every now and then, we might throw a nugget in there where it's like, ah, yeah, see, you didn't see it that way, did you? You know, or, yeah. our mercury comes out, and so yeah, we we
1: got you there. So that's that's our goal here, and um,
2: yeah, I would say that I think we nailed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing; it's what a lot think? of a lot of it's going to reiterate that you know that whole thing of of it's it's always going to go back into you could constantly break down the whole communication this or whatever and stuff too, yeah, and right, right. you know yeah, we kind of got saying. in yeah like it, it's, yeah. it's just gonna it's just gonna keep going into that and further different aspects. And and not only that, it's like the more you get into it, the more that it's like more so now trying to paint the picture through different placements and stuff like that too. One thing though that I did find uh funny was that a lot of you know being a Mercury and Aries, a lot of Mercury and Aries people are actually uh first responders, and I'd oh, actually, yeah, I actually I yeah, actually yeah. didn't know that, and it's funny because I mean i went to EMT you want to be a firefighter too and yeah and i still meaning
2: like for all this t- i know first responder but yeah. like yeah fire fire still, still yeah. It's, yeah
1: still pursuing it and it's that needing to be yeah. passionate about routine and easily bored you know uh creative you know c- can be competitive mentally um but in order to force motivation or bettering self you know there's the, the ability to have insomnia from that and stuff and this could go the same as if <laughs> if if you're to see like a strong um mercury mars um you know mercury or mars connection as well and stuff too but Mm -hmm. um and then in a communication factor like that whole uncomfortable with beating around the bush you know it's other thing i found funny was hot and sweaty hands like i got clammy hands like i could get my hands will get clammy very easily and stuff too i think that also has a lot to do with uh uh, my pisces placement placement i have
2: i have mars and pisces and i used to get um, mars and pisces I yeah, we both do. But I mm-hmm. used to, I don't know if you had this problem but my feet would get
1: hot. Yes, my like same, what's that called? Uh, Hyper, athlete's foot? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Hyperhydrosis. I used to get athlete's foot. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. similar,
2: right? But like still issues with the feet heating up.
1: Yeah. And I I, yeah, I still I funny. still have that issue and stuff too. The hands are, you know, gotten better here and there and stuff too, but like that's another thing too. Um, you know, and these are just certain ways that you could kind of help identify it and stuff too. Um, but before we leave it off, I mean, the only thing is it was crazy. I haven't gone into this book in forever. And it's so funny. I remember in the beginning, I was like, I, I feel like I kind of don't understand it and stuff. Now it's different. Now, like, I, 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 I get it. There's no, a lot. come
2: a long way, man. I like, know. Right. That was
1: a long time ago. So this is um, uh, Guido Bonatti's book on astronomy. Uh, the treaties, uh, theory, signs, planets, houses and configuration and stuff. It's very Old Italian astrologer and stuff, but um, favorite, yeah. So uh, th- something when I was reading into this, um, which maybe maybe just before we leave it off, there's maybe something in here that to to further yeah kind yeah of hit understand. us. With I, got,
2: I I do have a passage too, so yeah, hit, hit okay. us with the book. I got I got one passage I want to also touch up on, so yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. In what you got here?
1: There's also even if you want to break into the anything of Ren Butler too, um, but yeah, so. Uh, this is funny. It says, and the mercurial man esteems his girlfriends more than his wives. Oh, that's fucking, it's a little shitty, <laughs> but, um, and yeah,
2: hopefully he will, she's not watching.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. And he will more willingly cling to them. And mercury signifies a valuation of where, am I? Sorry. valuation of, and thinking about the love of God in so far as it is from his own conscience, even if he is otherwise Wanton in illicit things, and he will have a good belief and will spend time devoutly in temples and other oracles of the churches, and he will be of good faith and Catholic opinion. Mind you, this is the error, this is why he's saying it in this way. But, um, and if Mercury alone were the uh significator of the nativity and he were in his own nature, so that none of the planets is joined with him, nor does one even participate with him. The native will be of his own understanding in the beginning of youth, and he will grow in his own will and the manners particular to him. And this will happen to him in the first ten years of his youth. Um, and the only other thing that I saw was a. I, I mean, with that, I mean, I it's so weird because part of that really, you know, as far especially that whole thing of like being in your own understandings of youth and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that was a big part of myself, and even just that beginning statement and shit too like that just seemed very like mercury venus in a sort of sense too, like mercury together with venus in a sort of way and potentially in aries and shit
2: there's a developmental stage thing you could go with with the 12 signs and i'm pretty sure the age that we start digesting language and stuff like that is within those first 10 years which is mercurial Ah, uh,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Like so. so, if
2: you start, you're the impulse. You know, the seed is whatever, or like the you know the idea of you is there, and now you're alive. And then the Taurus is is that you're starting to be aware of your own body. You realize mm-hmm. that you're not someone else's you're not your mom or you're not whatever you you have become your own thing and you learn what you like or what you are and you have to go through that and then there's the development of language and communication that's when kids start going oh yeah dad dad this and that and they start talking and then all of a sudden they're being and we all learn this language and how to communicate by the age of whatever and I don't know the exact ages, so I won't act like I do, but yeah. it's it, within that first 10 years.
1: So it's that's, ironic. It's that's that funny too, that. because I constantly always see like these memes that people are just like, and they, they'll take like a video from something. And it's like when you're five year old, when you're five years old or something and just playing outside and all of a sudden become conscious. And it just shows the person just kind of like, like all of a sudden, like you're playing and then all of a sudden you stop playing and you're just kind of like, whoa, like I'm here right now. And like you start really intellectualizing everything and shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this book, he also says, uh, and Al Kabisi, which was he was a yeah, like this is very um, how do you say this dated, dated like Mesopotamian. But oh, Nati okay. was going based off of a lot of like Middle Eastern Chaldean type astrology as well and stuff too. So this is what he quotes a lot of these old ancient astrologers, you know, from Babylon and stuff too. Um, he uh, Al Kabisi said awesome. that he signifies terrestrial things. Um, Mercury signif- signifies terrestrial things and the increase of things by growing and of age he has youth and advancement in it and that he signifies of works works which generate the cognition of truth and rhetoric or he will be organized in his speech and mercury signifies geometry and the knowledge of doing business and he will know how to arrange many business dealings and he will get involved in many of them and he will know how to lead them to effect and he will have a thought about matters And he will be acquainted with matters of selling and other matters in which there is benefit. Um, Yeah, and it just goes on to say about you know that cleric type of thing. Also, being being a good pleasing preacher. Um, And another astrologer said this signifies philosophy, uh, augury, and writing and proverbs. He will be a good moral philosopher, and he will even learn uh, uh, arithmetical science the mercuro man will be a good proverb of things and he will work especially at that um he says he goes on to say if anybody wants to get this book but i definitely recommend that's being, a classic man that's i know
2: that that's very note like notable for, uh, among the uh, yeah it's it's definitely
1: it's written because it's trans this book but so, but it's written translated of how that old way of speaking so Even in in the translation, it's very kind of hard to comprehend a little bit, but it's cool. He goes on even talking about and about about even Mercury and his complexion with Saturn and Jupiter and all the other planets and stuff, too, which is which is great and stuff. Um, and, And 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 Mercury as if it were made fortunate. So basically having beneficial placements and everything and stuff, too. So there's there's some pretty good stuff in here. And like now, you know, I just happen to go back into and look into it and there's I'm gonna end up looking into it more too as we do this series yeah you know remember when we
2: did the episode with Ann and Jax, and Jax had said this I never forgot but he goes you know one day you're just gonna look at the chart and you're just gonna get it mm-hmm. and I think you know we it, when you hit that point it's actually exciting like we, we you know we've been studying this for a mm-hmm. long time but now like when now when you return to a book that you might have read two years ago like yeah. yes all right it, like you go back to it and you're like I get this. Yeah. And like when you get it, like there is this threat. Like, once again, I know like astrology is known as this feminine teenage girl co star nonsense, but it's such a masculine science when you use it to take mm-hmm. action and properly use it to not just like know when you're going to have a you know, relationship or this and that. Like, when you don't use it predictively, but when you use it to understand mm-hmm. the world and life and, and yourself. And it, and it does bring you in back into that areas yeah. of I am You're self. trying to this generate
1: a clarity, a clarity of it could be any sort of area of things, clarity of self, clarity of of of, right. of just the world and, and things.
2: Right. And so and it plays right mm-hmm. into what I'm going to read. So uh, once again, I am uh, so I'm to state out there, I am learning and studying to be an evolutionary astrologer. That's going to be my area because you have so many different kinds and ironically it's funny because the universe just delivers i'm just like okay i got to get a bunch of evolutionary astrologers i like and all that and i've had this book since the beginning of the pandemic mm. right and i thought it was just so when i'm looking at it like essential astrology this is probably placidus This is you know house system this is probably normal traditional astrology whatever ends up being an evolutionary astrologer and i love the way that amy herring it explains everything it feeds my sixth house mercury details Importance, you know, value, things to assimilate opposed to like, it's just, you know, I know it's just words, but that's a, I think that would be a six house thing, right? Like a v- Virgo would be opposite Pisces. It's not about my imagine, Like I do have that aspect of learning through imagination, but I love words and I love when with Mercury and Taurus, I'm going to love someone who's poetic or explains something in a good, feely way. So, anyway, to play on to what you just said with that and why it, it was relevant. So it says Mercury in action, right? If Mercury is placed in Capricorn in the sixth house, this person will likely express themselves in a very matter of fact ways with the less of a tendency towards small talk and a desire to get to the point and communicate the facts at hand. They might primarily enjoy daily tasks and work that involve planning, precision and practicality, such as jobs that involve technical writing or project management, both of which would have them use their mental and communication abilities to produce tangible grounded results. Right. So sixth house and Capricorn, mm-hmm. right? Sixth house is the Virgo house, Capricorn and Capricorn wants results and achievements and nothing else. That's what its goal is. So they will likely communicate in a direct objective and formal way. And they may be at risk for being so focused on facts and practical information that they overlook or discount nuances of meaning. So now if we move the mercury into the 12th house in cancer, the exa- uh, the exact opposite of what I just read, This person will likely be less concerned with practical, mundane thoughts and more inclined towards an active fantasy life with a bottomless imagination. They might write or otherwise express themselves and or pursue information in symbolic, emotional ways, such as through poetry, music or novels rich in metaphor or fantastical worlds and characters. Whether or not they write their thoughts down, they may be frequent uh, daydreamers. They may not be comfortable readily revealing the raw truth of what they think or their opinions about things because their thoughts would be so interlaced with subjective impressions and emotions that they would want to be certain that they were in company that uh, they could trust before allowing themselves to be so vulnerable. They may find it difficult uh, to be understood or to communicate clearly if they get overwhelmed by emotion, preferring to withdraw into silence until they can calm down. So exact opposites, Mm -hmm. you know, the imaginative and the practical, the emotionally comfortable and vulnerable but like direct let's get to the point i just want to know let's like let's move on here right like is this useful Are we? you know i don't care about your feelings it was that complete opposite right sixth house 12th house so um to to end this off and if you have anything else to add to it after this please do but it says question everything right you can ask these questions of mercury in your chart and the sign and house in which this planet resides will automatically reveal the answers what topics draw your attention most easily what style of learning works be, uh, works best for you? When communicating, how do you express your ideas? In what ways might you be prone to miscommunication? And what might be the nature of your mental blind spots, assumptions, or hangups?
1: It's a, it's a great lens that's seeing the whole mercurial principle. I mean, that's it's half the battle right there. I mean, that's a big majority of it is to be able to to become, to come into awareness of your your mental faculties in a sort of way, and and just even intellect as a whole and everything, and and knowing how to process certain things, and 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 also to know what gets you going mentally, which will help you motivate yourself physically too and stuff too. Like this is an important important area to be able to grasp and and go into into deeper depths to understand. So now that you can you know, what is this all about? It's all about betterment of the self empowerment, empowerment of yourself and, and being able knowing to thyself. Yeah, knowing thyself and being able to, you know, not fall in one side or the other too much as well. Like this, that's the hermetic principle as well. And to, so that, you know, if there are things that you desire, there are things that you want to create and manifest. Well, a lot of it's going to come from your manner of thinking, your perception. Um, and, and, you know, if you can get a grasp on those things, if you can understand them better, you can help ease the resistance of which we call life.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, mm-hmm. to to lastly, again, lastly, um, I think I have a, a plan for the future. For you know, most people talk about manifestation and they talk about astrology and they talk about transurfing, but I do think that there is a way to interact and become the co-creator with your chart, and that is the purpose. You know, mm-hmm. it is self-awareness, self-discovery self-integration, but then using it as your, your superpower, right? Your your chart, you can be looked at as the things you need to heal. And, and you know, and these are my traumas and, and all that. And that's great. But w- what's the purpose of it all, right? Here's my sixth house, Mercury talking. What's the purpose of it all? Why am I going to assimilate this chart and self and go through the self-discovery phase it's to become powerful? It's to become who you are and in what way that you need to be to become the most efficient and beautiful being that you are. And the astrology chart is the doorway to all of those things. And if you can learn how to assimilate all of these different aspects, you're going to be able to then access that superpower. So, And I I leave it at that.
1: Oh, the only thing I want to add in there, which I'm surprised we forgot to mention it, but obviously is, you know, when we look at the Caduceus, right? The staff of Hermes, right? That's one thing we forgot to mention and stuff too. It goes back to that whole thing where... We see. Oh, there's so. Know, there's yeah, so we much. see that on you know the Caduceus on the as the medical symbol and stuff too. So there is a a healing property as well when it comes into when we're looking at Mercury and stuff. And like I said, it's that use of the seven seven chakras, the seven planets, in that sort of sense, like the liar, you know, the, the liar to to change those frequencies, to change the harmonics. Well, I mean to harmonize more so in the body and stuff through all those different. Mm-hmm you know yes physical parts of your body but also the mental faculties of yourself and and the perception of things and to to get them to get them in line and you know so what all that that we've seen through the mythologies and the allegories and stuff is signifying that through the intellectual process you know and we've spoke about the moon and the emotional process and stuff like that too but this goes hand in hand with it just as well and that's what you're going to see with every one of them they're all going to go hand in hand so this is where you know you're going to create that inner wisdom through this through this astrology understanding yes taking it piece by piece and we could constantly go into all the different mercury in this sign sun in this sign and and stuff like that too but and eventually we'll do that exactly but i could see that in the future of us having you know the uh, we look to
2: eventually make educational videos or talk about specific subjects, yeah. even on our own at times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, eventually we'll do some signs and planets. You know, it, it, going through the chart itself and what each archetype and placement means, and that and that's coming eventually
1: for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a lot to you know take care of here, but we, we definitely will be on that.
1: Yep. Exactly. So go look at right. go look at your Mercury. Go go play around with it. See see how it aligns with you as well and stuff too and. And even maybe the faults, you know, cause that's the honesty. You got to look at it that way too. And, and, and how you can transmute that energy into something that's not going to be necessarily your downfall.
2: As God would say, your accountability, Mm-hmm.
1: right? Take accountability for your chart.
2: Well, on that note, we thank you again, like comment, subscribe, follow our social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Please give us any of your thoughts, share if you can, uh, the, whether it's the algorithm. Like I said, I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're that bad. I think uh, I think we, we, we do pretty well on here. Um, and, and we're learning as we go, but I think we've gotten better as time goes on. Anyone who's been following has seen our progression up to this point and our comfort really grow within doing this. and, and uh, we finally have jumped on a frequency that we feel most comfortable with. Uh, where we think is is could be most valuable at this point and uh just stray away from conspiracy as as much as we were or uh even maybe the heavy metaphysics until later and that's a very you know um uh uh what would you call that i guess exquisite or um maybe mm-hmm. not exquisite what's the word i feel like, like
1: this is more of the inviting like the the, the more inviting way into all the other realms yeah, yeah
2: like this isn't as over the top i think that's what i was yeah yeah so mm-hmm. On that note, we appreciate you guys. Um, It's not about what you think, but it's about how you think. And until next time.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.